You are now tuned in to episode 37 of the Internet Beer Users Podcast. My name is Jay Torres, and with me tonight is my co-host, Nick Pro. Nick, my man, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well, Jay. How is everything with you? How's your weekend? Oh, man, I am tired. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. Rough um, Monday, huh? No, not even a tough Monday. Is the weekend. So my parents kind of, they, they visited over the weekend. It was kind of like a mm-hmm. last minute thing. They hit me up. Mm-hmm. They hit us up on, a, I think it was like Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what are you guys doing this weekend? And uh, my wife, she had work. So mm-hmm. she's like, you know what? You should probably get them to come so they can help you out with the kids. And I was like, okay, that's that sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, thinking about, you know, I love, you know, you know, I love my parents. I love it when, you know, my parents or the in-laws come to visit. But, you know, you're basically hosting guests the entire weekend and you got to do stuff. You got to figure out stuff to do. And after a while, it just gets tiring or not. I mean, it it it, ta- it weighs on you. You're like, OK, what are we going to do next? OK, we got to yeah. go eat. And then there's a you know, table for six. And, you know, it's a lot harder to seat six people than it is to sit like two people or four people. Yeah. Um it was tiring, but, you know, my, my parents had a good time with their grandkids. Um, I'm sure the grandkids, they, they, they were spoiled by my parents. And, oh, was, yeah. you know, we actually <laughs> went to the, you know, I've been living up here since 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the Winchester Mystery House for the first time. You know, I we lived oh. like, yeah, we lived like how, 15, how? 20 minutes away. And sure. I would say it's overpriced. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's like almost 30 bucks for like an hour. It's over 30 bucks for like an hour tour. And okay. it's interesting, um, but I wouldn't is recommend it. Kinda, it. I mean, is it kind of spooky or is no. it, I mean, does the tour guide make it like, oh, no, I mean, our mysterious. tour guide, I think our tour guide took his job way too seriously because oh. I have, a, you know, we have a two year old and, you know, he can only you know, you can only keep him occupied for like 10, 15 minutes at a time. And yeah. he's like running around. I'm trying to keep him quiet for this tour guy doing his job. At, at one point, like I was putting my hand over like a the edge of a kitchen sink thing that they had there. Mm-hmm. So he was picking something up and I didn't want him to bump his head. And this guy, Gene was his name. He's like, excuse me, sir, can you not lean on that? I was like... And, you know, I'm tired chasing this kid around. I'm like, oh, bro, can, can, have you not seen me trying to keep this kid quiet so you can do your tour for, like, the last 45 minutes? Cut me some freaking slack here. Um, <laughs> it was cool. Gene. I mean, it, it was it was a great idea uh, to bring him there. It's one of the few, like, I guess, like, tourist attractions close to us down here in San Jose. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. I would not go back there again, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um but all in all, my parents had a good time up here and always grateful whenever they come and visit. So um, there you go. That's yeah. all that matters, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. But yeah, I am yeah. tired and I'm looking forward to this beer. So um, how, how was oh, your yeah. weekend before we get into that? Oh, it was great. Super exciting. I mean, it's so memorable. I worked the entire weekend. <laughs> so, that sounds uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, oh man, it was, it was tremendous. But anyway, I, I, I'm also very much looking forward to today's show beer. But before we get to that, Jay, I you know, wanted to do a little bit of follow-up on last week's episode. We had right. a really standout, I guess you could even say surprising yep. show yep. beer yep. in the Stone and also Beavertown and Garage Project collaboration, Frutalica. And in the... Um, not in the after show, because what you all hear as listeners is, quote-unquote, technically the after show, but 
Um, what I mean is, is when Jay and I spoke after the show, the consensus amongst both of us was, wow. And it was kind of like a sudden realization that we both had. It was, wow, we didn't really uh, give props or acknowledge Beavertown and Garage Project for their contributions to that collaboration enough at all, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it it really struck us and and we're kind of talking about the beer and we're saying wow it's you know it's really different than what stone has done as of you know as of late it looks different it's hazy it, it looks so modern etc cetera, etc cetera. and we're saying stone 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 and it kind of just hits us both you know uh, upside the head and we both came to the came to the realization that it would be important for us to follow up and really acknowledge and shout out Beavertown and Garage Project for uh, their contributions to the collaboration. And again, um, anyone out there uh, where they are located either in the United Kingdom or New Zealand, if you have the opportunity to try them, uh, definitely check them out. I'm sure their own um, beers that they brew themselves are probably standout beers. And uh, again, if any of you are listening from these foreign countries and you want to send us over some beer mail from those locations, we hey. would be more than happy to sample them on the yeah, show. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah uh, so. You, you have the link there uh, for more follow-up on Stone. What's that all about? Uh, yeah, it was uh, some really interesting news and something that I definitely wanted to uh, acknowledge and, and shine light on, uh, in the, especially in this day and age with, again, all the acquisitions and AB InBev and the news that we normally cover on the show. Uh, it was announced last week that, actually, that Stone Brewing actually... Um, they, I don't want to say completed, but they uh, accomplished distribution in all 50 states. And uh, if you take a look at the article in the show notes, uh, it'll uh, kind of talk about how they reached that. A big uh, part of that was the, uh, Stone setting up shop in Virginia as of late and uh, kind of establishing their presence there on the East Coast, uh, you know, uh, working through their distribution channels, uh, whatever have you. And they, they did it. They did 50 states distribution, which a lot of independent craft breweries cannot say that they've been able to do at this point. So they're, they're you know, the company of, uh, you know, Sierra Nevada and, um, you know, really, really established breweries that are available essentially in 50 states. And just wanted to congratulate Stone, acknowledge that accomplishment and uh, really again, shine some light on it and have it serve as really an inspiration to other craft breweries to really stay independent, uh, continue to grow and, and, uh, really show that you can do it essentially on your own and, and you don't need, uh, the big players and you don't need those buyouts or, or whatever have you. So congratulations to stone on that. Yeah. And I was reading the article and I did not know this, but they actually took some investment, private investment, um, from, who was that? I just read it like before we started recording. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I, you know, this, yeah. I didn't know that, but, you know, they are still technically craft. Uh, here it is. Uh, yeah. They took on significant investment from the private equity firm VMG Partners. Mm. Um, yeah. Some people, it's saying that some people make are saying it's they're not totally independent in the eyes of mm -hmm. some, but, you know, there's a definition I, of craft or independent brewing and they obviously still fall under that. So they adhere um, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, you could definitely get very uh, technical or very precise and say, oh, well, if you've got, you know, accepted investments, this and that. But I think a, a good way of judging it is by 
the definition, like you said, Jay, we've talked about it on the show and, you know, the percentage that exists, et cetera. I think that's a good, that's a good way to look at it because, you know, you, you need to make some moves. You need to establish partnerships. Sure. Yeah. You need to take some investments. And, you know, as long as it's not by, you know, those evil entities out there that we, that we love to talk about so much on the show, I think, I think you're in good shape. Yeah. So. All right. right on. So, so yeah, man. Well, let's, yeah, let's uh let's go into yeah, our show beer. I think it's yeah, I think it's beer o'clock now, everyone. <laughs> so uh really looking forward to today's show beer. It's uh a very special beer. We tend to have a lot of them on the show, but this one in particular uh has a had a has a bit of a, a connection for me and it was actually provided by um my man Peter, aka at noob aleworks on Instagram. If you go ahead and look him up there. And Peter's actually a member of the IPA Nation Drinking Club. And for those of you that aren't uh, familiar with the IPA Nation, I have a little bit of a uh, write-up uh, from their Facebook page here just to kind of uh, give you a little bit little bit of background on them. Uh, they actually were founded uh, back in April of 2011, and they originated in the L.A. area. And the IPA Nation comes from different backgrounds, ages, ethnicities, and really brings together folks that love IPAs. Uh, they have supporters throughout the United States. Um, they are growing and really uh, expanding their presence, you know, online and in the beer world in general. Um, they had a, a great showing out at the Festival of Dankness that I attended uh, last month. And um, Peter himself, uh, who I've come to know uh, throughout the past few weeks, graciously provided the show with actually their first beer collaboration with a brewery uh, down in the Southern California, Santa Barbara area by the name of Captain Fatties. And what they produced is a, an IPA by the name of Cloudy Decisions. So um, let's go ahead and take a look here, Jay. Uh, first and foremost, uh, what jumps out to me with this can design is just the unique look of it. Um, it's it's kind of a, a, a really cool picture of a sunset and you kind of see a silhouette of, of a man there uh, with the baseball hat there in the foreground. Um, the clouds are just beautiful. Um, you know, just the, that those peach, uh, pink, orange uh, sunset colors. And what I really enjoyed about the can is the actual text, Cloudy Decisions. It's, it's in a really cool graffiti font. Yeah. And the, um, the, the uh, silver... Um, I guess coloring inside the the wording is kind of like a um, like a reflective, almost like a foil yeah. type of material there. Yeah. So I think they really they they really did a cool job um, with with the can design here. So yeah, this is an interesting collab. I never heard of Captain Fatties. Um, mm -hmm. Never heard of IPA Nation. Mm -hmm. It you know how do I get into this club? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting. How do we join? <laughs> yeah, it, I looked it up real quick. It seems like they're like a like a brew pub down in uh, Goleta, California, which is like right next to uh, Santa Barbara or in the mm -hmm. same same county. And yeah. they did a collab with this drinking club, and I don't mm -hmm. think I've ever heard of anything this type of collaboration before. So I'm interested. When you first brought this up, I was like. Yeah, it's beer. I'll, I'm willing to try it, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's very interesting. I think it's uh, it really, you know, again enhances that. Uh, I guess not reputation, but just kind of the expo uh, exposure is the word I'm looking for of the IPA Nation. I mean, they have yeah. really 
slick branding. I mean, every time I, I see them, they, they have their, uh, their t-shirts, they have hats, um, kind of, uh, for example, the hat, I really like it because it's, uh, it's like, it says IP and nation, but it's in the style of like Pliny the elder, okay. uh, which is a cool little riff off of that. Um, they have a really nice logo. It's actually on the side of the, um, the can here, um, that they have t-shirts of okay. every time I see them. And, okay. and yeah, I mean, they're just kind of putting themselves out there That's cool. and what better way to, I guess, what's the wording I'm looking for here? Really, really, uh, uh cement their credibility then oh, by sure. co-brewing a beer or yeah. collaborating on a beer. I mean, that that's that's awesome. Um, and actually, in, in just in chatting with with Peter, you know, he actually homebrews and really was hands-on with the collaboration process along with another brewer um, that is a member of the IPA Nation. Forgive me, his name's not coming to mind right now. Um, but just in what he communicated to me, you know, they really had a great time coming together for that collaboration process are really uh, thrilled with how the beer came out. Um, and if you take a look at Captain Fatty's Instagram, they give you a little bit of a, um, you know, some tasty notes or, or some, um, some, you know, um, what am I, what am I trying to say here? Some f- description flavors, yeah, description. That's the word <laughs> I'm looking for, man. I need some beer right away. Um, the, <laughs> this hazy IPA is very juice like dry hopped with lots of Meridian Denali and Vic secret. Notes of strawberries and papaya. And Jay, this is, I mean, I've never, I probably have never come across a description that has so accurately described the, um, I don't want to say tasty notes, but at least the aroma. aroma. Yeah, because I'm, 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 I literally am smelling like, um, uh, like a, like a strawberry field <laughs> when I, when I take a whiff out of my glass, I don't know about you, but it's, it's like strawberries. Yeah. I was going to say like, like a fruit salad. I don't know. It's very, you, it, you can tell it's going to, oh. it smells very sweet. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting big strawberries on the aroma. It's, I mean, I've had, I've, I've smelled and, and enjoyed uh, IPAs with similar mm-hmm. aromas, but not, none very, quite with, strong, the, with that yeah. prominent strawberry. I mean, this, this smells amazing, juicy. Um, I think it's time for us to dive in. Yep. Let's do this. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Okay. Mm. It's dry. It's very dry. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, definitely a dry finish. Um, assertive on the finish. Assertive. It's got a lot of character, a lot of hop character that I'm that I'm getting. I don't know why, but lately with with on the show, I've just been starting with the finish. I don't know. Am I just <laughs> working your way back? Um, yeah, like ass backwards. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyhow, I didn't quite expect it to be that as assertive, um, that hop forward, if you will, on on the finish based on the aroma. Mm-hmm. I was expecting something a lot sweeter. But like you said, Jay, yeah, man, very dry, very dry, uh, assertive, but in a good way. Okay, um, I think. Go ahead. It's uh, so they have it at six point seven ABV. Um, any idea when this was brewed? I don't see. Um, I don't see a date on here, but um, yeah, I don't see a date. Um, it has been just in my estimation. I believe it's been about three weeks or so. Not okay. quite a month. Okay. Um, but you know, uh, appearance really quick because I did forget that we skip right to the uh, right to the tasting. <laughs> it, it's it is it's, it's definitely hazy. It's definitely cloudy. It's um, pale. It's a it's a lighter yellow. 
I wouldn't say golden. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, it's not, it's kind of like, and it's funny, I was having a conversation with Peter and, um, not too long ago. Uh, we were over at Fieldwork having a couple of beers, uh, Fieldwork San Mateo, as you listeners know, love that place. <laughs> and we were kind of, we were kind of talking about sub genres, you know, for, for IPAs, you know, you talk about the New England style and the Nor- um, Northeastern style or the West Coast style and kind of a newer subgenre, which is, um, you know, like a, like a West Coast dank, juicy IPA. And, and I think that that's really emerging nowadays. You see Cellar Maker um, producing them. You see Alvarado Street. I would definitely classify this as, as, as one of those, as an example of that. Um, it's, it's, to me, it's, it definitely tastes and, and comes off as a, as a West Coast IPA. Um, but you have kind of that Northeast or New England influence on there, but not, not quite really on, being delivered on the flavor. But again, very juicy in terms of the aroma, uh, very dry. You got a nice assertive finish there. Um, this, this would be a great drinker like on a, like on a hot day. Yeah, I was going to say um, it reminds me of a, a West Coast IPA, kind of like a, a session IPA uh, in terms mm-hmm. of um, the color and, and um, it's not as fruity as, you know, like a, like a juice bomb, like a true Northeast New England mm-hmm. st- style IPA juice bomb. Sure. Um, it's, it, to me, it's coming off as like a, a hybrid between a West Coast and a session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just finished the pour on the can. And I think a lot of the sediment was was oh, on the bottom. Oh yeah, dude! I poured mine out, and a bunch of stuff came out. Yeah, and now now I'm just like, oh, oh man. there, so, you know, yeah, what? it's super. It looks like orange juice now. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if that affects the the flavor. No, yeah, I agree. Um, I do have to say too uh, to bring up, uh, you know, friend of the show, at least officially now. I've I brought him up like 20 times during the show. But Peter actually gave me a helpful tip that I've failed to utilize, which is, um, and it's a great point. I just thought of it right now because I didn't do it. But um, he recommended actually tilting the cans, rolling cans, yeah, yeah, rolling cans before you pour them to avoid situations like this and get that that even uh, distribution, if you will. Absolutely. So I think that I think that we just uh, (laughs) we just saw the uh, the rationale um, for that live on the show so i think for for future tastings we're gonna have to utilize that that rolling technique or at least like jay jay did kind of a little like what is that little uh shimmy of the can yeah flip it back and forth little flip yeah there you go um but yeah it's um now it looks it looks it looks a lot lot cloudier (laughs) it looks a lot better than initial pour for sure Mm -hmm. oh yeah and and i think I think not just with the look, but uh, also the mouthfeel. Yeah, the taste is way better. <laughs> oh yeah, it gave it, it. It made it. It made it a lot more substantial. The mouthfeel is a lot better. It's not as um, dry, I guess, or, or um, mm-hmm. it's smoother. the The mouthfeel is definitely smoother once the rest of the. That's what it was. That's what it was missing. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say that it was a little bit too thin, mm-hmm. um, for 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 my liking but yeah that that sediment that that collected on on the bottom mixing it properly if you will with with the rest of of the liquid in the can 
This is definitely how it was intended to taste. You get a lot more of that juiciness coming in, those strawberry notes. Um, I'm getting some, uh, so just kind of some mixed citrus on there, kind of some um, some grapefruit coming in as well. And this looks great. This is exactly what I was. This is this is how I was expecting it to look and taste. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so the lesson of the show is roll, roll your those cans, cans. Roll your cans for sure. <laughs> All right. right. Well, uh, hey, um, we got some we got some uh, interesting uh, tech stuff to discuss today. I think it would technically classify as not just our tech topic for the show, but also some follow up, because as you listeners may know, Jay expressed his allegiance to <laughs> the eight faction of the iPhone, and uh, I think you uh, were able to acquire a shiny new gadget this past. Uh, end of the week weekend jay yeah so just i guess real quick before we dive into the the the, the meat of the tech the tech topic um let me mention on the last show i pre-ordered uh last friday i picked up my iphone 8 plus over at the valley fair mall mm-hmm. uh, went there at like nine in the morning um and it went off pretty smooth the mall wasn't technically open and it was early enough in the day that it wasn't so crazy i maybe waited in line maybe uh, like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I got in, they had my information. They knew I was on the iPhone upgrade program. So um, there was a little hiccup where they wanted to make sure that I wasn't getting charged twice. It's so, some mm-hmm. weird thing. You can either upgrade to the new phone and you trade in your old phone, or you can buy your old phone outright. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little... Di- um, confusion as to which way that uh they should do it because I, I i was like just take my old phone and give me a new one but mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure on their end that they were doing the right thing so that part took a little bit longer than uh than expected but i was in and out uh within an hour um mm. yeah so i have my iphone 8 plus uh, got on friday played with it over the weekend and um kind of going into our the the tech topic uh so we've got the new iphone 8 that are that have just been released. We've got the iPhone 10 coming in about a month or so. There are other phones out there, uh, notably Android phones. We've got uh, Samsung making phone. Google uh, recently just bought a part of HTC. Uh, they make obviously Android, and now they're going to par- partner with HTC, HTC to make Android phones. Mm-hmm. So, kind of our tech topic for this week is, you know, what phone should I get? There's all this stuff out there. Um, thought it would be a good time to look at what's new out there and kind of help you listeners out there decide what is the best phone for you and help you decide what phone to get. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's uh, it's a great time to be in the market for a phone, whether it's uh, an iPhone or an Android device. And what better place to start than the new hotness, right, Jay? So let's go in depth and get your detailed thoughts on the iPhone 8 Plus. Um, you were making the jump uh, form factor size from the 4.7 inch uh, iPhone 7 actually back to the 8 Plus, having previously used a 6S Plus. Is that right? Yeah. So I went back to the larger phone after going from a larger phone with the 6S Plus down to the 7, and now I'm back to the larger phone. Um, yeah, so when I picked up the phone, it was, you know, it's like riding a bike, <laughs> as they say. Um, I was, you know, obviously I was 
amazed at how big this phone, how much bigger the phone is compared to the to the regular size seven. Um, but after maybe like less than five minutes of just handling it and setting up my phone, I was like, okay, this is just like my success plus. Everything, you know, it's the same. The great thing about having the same design you know, same design of the phone for the last like three years going on its fourth year is you're familiar with it. And, you know, going to the eight plus from the seven and then the six S plus previously, it's, you know, you're very familiar with it. Um, In terms of the look and feel, it looks the same, obviously, since the iPhone six, you know, three, four years ago, the only thing that's different and the thing that I like the most out of this uh, revision is the glass back. And mm. I think we went over this on a past show, the 4, 4S design. You know, I think it's still my favorite design out of all the iPhones. Uh, with the mm. iPhone 8, they went back to the glass back. And I think it is the by far the best version of this design. Um, one of the main reasons why they went with the glass back so, is so they can do the, the, the inductive or wireless charging. Um, but yeah, the glass back looks and feels great. Unfortunately, it's going to be hidden underneath a case because we all know what happened to my iPhone seven a week before, two weeks before the new phones got announced. <laughs> the, I cracked my screen. So now, I mean, I had a case before, but now, um, mm. I'm not going to be taking it out of the case mm-hmm. at all just to protect the, you know, the, the, the back is now glass. So it's like, you know, it's like you're having your toast butter side up on both sides. If you drop it, no matter what side it lands on, it's gonna, <laughs> it's it's bad news. So um, yeah, yeah this the size. It's no issue. If you've ever handled uh, the larger phone before, it's it for me. It it it's fine. You know, I have mm-hmm. I guess larger than average size hands. But if you have small hands, um, it'll be a little bit hard for one handed use. But yeah, it's it's no issue for, for me at least. Cool, cool. Yeah, so um, case-wise, we kind of talked off-air about some case options. I told you that I'm a loyal Spigen user, purchaser, whatever. I've uh, been buying their cases for years now, and kind of that's all I use. But, um, Jay, you were saying you're leaning towards official yeah. So I got a I got a first party. I got an Apple leather case. Um Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like uh I actually do like the the look of the Apple Apple leather case. Um it's got the nice, you know, the Apple logo on the back there. Yeah. Um and funny enough, uh I had my kid, my 2-year-old, you know, I was showing him videos to kind of calm him down over the weekend. And this guy, whenever he gets frustrated, whenever stuff loads or he gets an ad on YouTube, he gets frustrated and he <laughs> throws the phone oh, and man. he's thrown it a number of times over the weekend and Ooh. the case did its job. Nothing has broken so far. Wow. You know, knock on wood. Um, yeah, I went with an Apple Apple leather case this, this time in black. It looks nice. I got the space gray, as I mentioned before. It just looks really nice um, with nice. the black Apple leather right case. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, what about the screen, Jay? Uh, obviously, screen size, noticeable difference, resolution as well. Um, going from the, um, I guess you could say, 720p to the 1080p. Uh, did you notice the difference again? Uh, what, what were your thoughts and um, any other things you wanted to talk about regarding the uh, screen quality? Um, 
you know, I don't remember if the actual if the screen from from this generation is actually an improvement in terms of like the the color quality, but maybe it's just like the placebo effect. Oh, I've got the brand new phone in my hand. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, the colors and the sharpness it, it just it's just popping a little bit more this time around. Um, mm-hmm. One of the features that they introduced on the iPad Pro that they're bringing now on onto the iPhone 8 is the True Tone, which mm-hmm. basically um, there's a sensor on your screen and it kind of reads the ambient lighting and it kind of matches the tint or of your surroundings. So if like you're in a room, so like right now I'm recording in a room and there's mm-hmm. a desk lamp on and the screen on my phone it no, it's noticeably warmer than if you were, if I were to be outside in the middle of the day where it's like more like pure like white or blue light, um, mm-hmm. and it's nice to have. You don't even notice it until you go to a phone that doesn't have it or to a screen that doesn't have it, and you're like, oh, why does that screen look so white or uh, blue? Um, it's right. because of the true tone. It just matches your ambient surroundings, and it's it's nice to have. Um, it's noticeable if you look if you know what to look for, but if you never knew it was yeah. never there, um, you wouldn't never you would never notice. You wouldn't notice um, it, right? Um, again, larger screen. I was today's Monday, so I actually had you know was doing work stuff on it today, and typing mm-hmm. on it is a lot nicer for me. Um, I feel like I was a little bit cramped with the regular size phone, the seven. Um, there's more room for my thumbs to kind of like right. you know touch type. So it, yeah, definitely, it you, it's welcome. It, it makes you wonder how we ever typed on like the uh, oh, 3.5 God. or the four inch screen, <laughs> or, or even the original one, the three and a half inch screen. Three I'm like, oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. it's crazy. It's yeah. like, how did we? How do we even do that? Animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well uh, Jay, you mentioned the glass back. Of course, the main reason for that is, is the wireless charging. Something that we talked about was the man. This the, I cannot remember the name for the life of me. The um, what is that pad that Apple is doing um, for charging? Air Power. Air Power. Yeah. Awesome name. Um, coming out, I believe, I don't know if it's later this year or early I think next it's, year. It's next year, 2018. 2018, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, as Apple does in these instances when they do not have a first-party um, product available, they, you know, if they need to do it, they will highlight third-party options. Yeah. And they don't tend to name them by name, but, you know, that they'll actually endorse certain ones yes. carry them in yep. apple stores yep. if you will like yep. the, the the chi being a great example um and i think like the belkin yep. one or whatever um so are have you considered um any of those options are you going to go wireless or inductive if you will um for your charging what, what are your what are your thoughts on that it's funny that you mentioned that they do uh, kind of push third certain third-party um companies when i was picking up my phone the Person, the the girl who was helping me, she was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, are you thinking about picking up uh, a wireless charger?" And she pointed. They already had them in stock at the store. They had oh. the they had the Mophie one and the Belkin one in stock. There and those go. are the two brands that they those are, are kind of endorsing. Um, there. Yeah, yeah, obviously, and the, they're selling them in the stores. Um, I haven't bought one yet. I do want to get one. It's mm-hmm. one of you know. That's why I was okay with getting the. 8 plus and not waiting for the 10 because the wireless charging was going to be a feature on, on this one. Um mm-hmm. their IKEA is coming they they've had um wireless chargers. They have just like a wireless charging thing that you can integrate 
some IKEA desks have this little hole where you're supposed to route your wires through, but they make mm. a wireless charger that fits in that hole. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? um, oh. There's a couple uh, chargers that I'm looking at uh, that IKEA makes. One is just like a standard, you know, a pad similar to the, mm. you know, a Belkin or a Mophie one. The reason why I don't want to get one of those from Belkin or Mophie, I think they're, personally, I think they're ugly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ikea, you know, we get a lot of our our, our furniture from Ikea, and I think the, mm-hmm. those ones would actually match our decor better. Um, they oh. have one of those, and they also have like a desk lamp that has a, um, a charger built in. And the way mm-hmm. I see myself using this, you know, I plug in my phone at the end of every night, and it'd be so much easier just to like lay it on your nightstand. And it's funny because last night I forgot to plug in my phone. Um, it would have been a lot easier if I just had one of these pads and just like set it on there. Just lay it on there, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to try it. Uh, funny, I was in a Starbucks over the weekend and they actually, they do, some Starbucks have those tables with the with the little chargers built in. And mm-hmm. I tried it and it didn't work. And I don't know if it was the table's mm-hmm. fault or it was because I had a case on my phone. I don't know mm. why it didn't work. I I'm, I want to bet it's because the ch- the the table for whatever reason wasn't working. Uh-huh. Um, before the, these phones came out, they had a little dongle that you would plug into your phone, and mm. you would line up the circles, and then it would start charging. So I know they mm. work, um, but mm. they are finicky. So I'm I'm blaming it on the table. So look, mm. yeah. I, I I will buy an IKEA charger soon, and I will report back. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm really, really interested in trying that. And I kind of remember, I just can't, it's not the same thing, but I can't help but remember. Uh, I don't know if you remember this one, Jay, but the original iPhone came with a dock. A dock, yeah. And um, yeah, he used to just kind of, you know, not plug it in, but just kind of uh, wedge it in. in. Yeah, plop it in there. I love that thing. I mean, I just, that first iPhone, you know, it just had so much. Uh, polish if you will with with everything that that came with it all the way down to the actual bag that you got at AT&T. I don't know if this was like a launch day thing. I was going to say AT&T and the Apple Store, but I actually still have the original bag and it's this black. Yeah, it's just I got to take a picture of it. It's just really cool. It's like the it's like a black um very thick um paper and they have a picture of the, the iPhone box. on or the, box the, on or the, the actual yeah, of the actual the, the iPhone itself that right. says iPhone on the um on the bag. So uh, a lot of attention to detail on that first uh, original iPhone. You're such a Anyhow, nerd. I uh, hey, <laughs> let me man. It was a, it was a magical day in 2007. <laughs> so okay, Jay. So um, I have to ask. We all want to know what would you say is the standout feature or item, whatever. What is it about this iPhone 8 Plus? that really jumps out to you, that is that is kind of that wow factor, uh, the biggest improvement, if you will, from your uh, iPhone 7 to your iPhone 8 Plus. So, okay, kind of going back, the reason why I got the iPhone 7, I was tired of, I got tired of the size of the 6S Plus. So I decided I'm going to get the 7. And then famously, the 7, the 7 Plus introduced that dual camera and introduced portrait mode. And then... I saw it and I was like, damn, I wish I had that on my phone. <laughs> uh, so now with the 8 Plus, I have portrait mode and shoot, man, I love it. I got to play with it over the weekend. It was a perfect time to play with it. My parents were visiting. Mm-hmm. We were out. I was taking pictures of them and of the kids. 
And holy crap. So I was planning to write a, a, a blog post and post it uh, to my site. I have pictures that I'll, that I'll post with it and I'll link to my, my article once it's up. Holy nice. crap, man. I mean, it was last year it was in beta, so I guess now it's out of beta and they've mm-hmm. refined it. Some of those pictures on there, man, you cannot tell. Like if I didn't tell you if it was, it was from an iPhone, you would you would have believed me. It came from like my, no my idea, Canon right? or whatever, right? Yeah. So good. Um, again, it has to be the right conditions. I mean, I've noticed uh, a lot of light is required. Um, yeah. If you're outside, perfect light it'll work perfectly but if you're inside if it's kind of dark it won't be the best but um in most cases it will work like it'll it'll be awesome the pictures that you get are mm-hmm. are awesome um yeah one of the new features with the 8 plus is um to go along with portrait mode they call it portrait lighting um mm-hmm. where you can like kind of simulate different types of lighting stage lighting contour lighting um i got Great results with that as well. I think with this, it's 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 still technically in beta, but again, if you're in the right conditions and you play around, with, you select the different uh, lighting uh, situations, mm-hmm. they look nice. Um, mm-hmm. I will put one of the pictures that I did. It's portrait mode, and it has um, one of the portrait lighting uh, settings applied, and it's probably by far the best picture I've ever taken of of our older one, our nine year old. I was like. My wife was like, "We're gonna frame that. You print it out. We're gonna frame it. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it looks really, really good. So, That's awesome. um, really happy with the camera. Um, nice. We have a Canon 70D, um, and it takes great pictures. But again, it's it's huge. We have mm-hmm. to carry it around. I'm always paranoid that I'm gonna drop it or lose it or whatever. But mm-hmm. now with the camera on the seven plus, or I'm sorry, the eight plus, I'm. I'm okay leaving that at home for, mm-hmm. you know, when we're going out, but like, you know, special occasions, I'll still bring the, the professional camera sure. out. Yeah. But the, the, the camera on this is amazing. I no regrets going with, with this one. Nice. nice. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, that's gotta say, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I'm happy with my seven plus camera, but knowing Apple and seeing, the articles online and and you know the links that they've gone to improve the camera the new features that you mentioned uh definitely amongst the top three features that i'm looking forward to in the uh in the iphone 10 so definitely definitely can't wait yeah so kind of uh, to wrap up this my my portion overall i'm i'm definitely happy with my phone uh with the with the 8 plus and that is until i i hold an iphone 10 in my hand and i'm gonna be Ah, uh, I already know I'm going to have regrets. I'm like, ah, oh, I want this phone right now. But overall, I'm happy. It's everything that I wanted. Uh, no regrets. Um, so who should get this phone? Who should get the 8 or the 8 Plus? Um, so honestly, it's for people like me who don't want to wait for the iPhone 10 or they don't want to pay the $1,000 entry price for an iPhone 10. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, I'm paying for this over two years, um, you know, there's some people who will pay for it up front. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, the idea of shelling out a thousand dollars, like even if I did do the iPhone 10, it would have raised my monthly payment like 15 bucks in, mm-hmm. you know, over a year. That's, you know, I, I couldn't see the value in that. So mm-hmm. all I wanted was the, the better camera 
and I got that in the wireless charging and I got that with the A plus. So, um, and also yeah. people who are invested in iOS, the platform itself, um, two of my friends have asked me, uh, I'm thinking about going Android. I'm like, all right, that's cool. You know, I'm not going to say you shouldn't, if it works for you, that's great. Um, but for me, I told them I I'm sticking with iOS because I like the way that works. I'm invested yeah. in the platform. Um, AKA I've bought a lot of apps, um, <laughs> Apple music. That's I, they do have that on Android though. I take that back. Um, mm-hmm. but apps, I've spent a ton of money, ton of money on apps and I can't leave. I can't, you know, I, that'd be wasting money basically if I went over to Android. So, um, mm-hmm. if you're invested in, in iOS apps, you know, this is for you and iMessage, it's crazy iMessage is kind of like there. We just kind of take it for granted. But, you know, all of my friends or all of my family and most of my friends are on iOS and they're on, yeah. they have iMessage and we can do the stickers. We can do all the special features that come along with iMessage. If you right. like doing that, then stay with, uh, stay on iOS, mm-hmm. get an iPhone 8 or an iPhone 8 Plus or an iPhone 10. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, no, I uh, I agree. Jay, absolutely. You know, and, and iMessage, it's funny, it's it's one of the most basic things in a lot of ways. And it seems like, you know, if you're not thinking about it, it's kind of just like, oh, it's text messaging on my iPhone. But it's obviously it's so much more than that. It is and, way more than that. Yeah. And and you know, people that think about it and say, Oh man, I would miss that too much. I wouldn't be able to deal with not having it. It really does lock you into the platform. And what I see a lot online is folks that don't quite think that or they think that it's not that important that do go over to Android a lot of times end up coming back Interesting, yeah. for for various reasons. But a lot of times, just from what I've seen, just people I've talked to, that ends up being, if not the top reason, if you know, definitely the top three um, that they, they really rely on that iMessage and it just, just works so well. And, and Android... As much as and Google, I guess you could say, as much as it's tried, has not been able to come up with something that can that can compete with that. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of Google or Android, at least um, another new phone that came out before the iPhone eight and eight plus, um, the Samsung Galaxy Note eight came out, yes. and um, that was specifically the phone that my friends were asking about. And I'll admit, it looks it looks pretty nice. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, your work phone using Android and your thoughts on the Note 8 and other Android options out there? Yeah, definitely. Um, those of you who listen to the show are familiar with the fact that I do uh, have for my work phone that I use pretty much on a daily basis. I'd say weekends, not so much. Um, I'd say a good amount on the weekends, definitely not as much as as during the week. Uh, But I've used Android for that work phone for, oh man, just doing some rough rough math in my head. I believe, I want to say since 2009. eh, I'd say say actually, no, I'd take it back. I'd say like 2010 is more accurate, possibly even 2011, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with 2010. <laughs> um, before that I used going way, way back. I used to use like uh, various Nextel phones. I use it like a Blackberry, 
uh, for a short period of time. Um, and then I used uh, a couple of dumb phones, believe it or not. I used to have like a, a Samsung slider. You just <laughs> pop it open. You used yeah. to have a little keyboard on it. Yeah. <laughs> just, man, I'm showing my age here. Um, but no, I started using Android again, 2010, 2011-ish. I had a couple of, I remember having a very garbage, just basic Samsung. It was running like, I don't know, Android 2.1 or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I think I had like an LG phone, like an LG Optimus, which actually was act- not that bad, actually. I just vividly remember that phone. It actually was really snappy for what it was um, in that day and age. I really liked that phone. Um, but I forget. Yeah, it was, I think I want to say 2012 was when it came out. Um, Sprint had it, and Sprint is my uh, my work carrier that I've used for like forever. Um, but anyway, they had the the Nexus four. I want to say it was a Nexus four G. Mm-hmm. Kind of blanking on the name right here, but um, it was manufactured by Samsung, and it was whatever Nexus came out in um, in 2012 ish. And I was I, I said to myself, you know what, I've used these kind of crappy. Not dumb phones, but just very simple Android phones. Mm-hmm. And, and back in that day and age, like most of them were just like, I mean, a lot of them still are, are garbage at really low <laughs> price points. Oh, yeah. But especially back then in the early days of Android, I mean, they were just oof, yeah. they were, they okay. were garbage. But anyway, I said, you know what? I'm going to go with a Nexus. I'm going to go with, you know, Google's vision for a pure Android experience. You know, no skins, no bloatware. You know, basically, Google's version of an iPhone is what the Nexus uh, program, the Nexus phones, were were envisioned as. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that phone. It was great. It had, uh, I believe it was Android Gingerbread 2.3. So that was really great for its uh, time or its day and age. And then I actually got, probably a year or two after that, the Galaxy Nexus, which was Samsung's uh, Nexus phone. And that came out and that launched with Android 4.0, which was Ice Cream Sandwich, which was a really big leap for Android in terms of usability and the interface and introduced material design. Um, uh, Matthias Duarte, who was previously with Palm, um, came over to Google and Android and, and kind of really revamped the user interface, the usability of the, of the device in general, um, really just kind of leapfrogged ahead and really closed the gap between Android and iOS. And I really liked that phone as well. That was that was a good one. I had the Nexus um gosh, I'm I'm blanking right here. <laughs> the Nexus 5. Yeah, Nexus 5. I had the Nexus 5 period uh very briefly, really great phone, great value phone for those of you that are familiar. Um I had the 5X after that also briefly, and then I settled on my current phone, which is the Nexus 6P. And uh, if you're not catching it here, folks, um, I discovered fairly early on in my Android um, uh, uh, usership process, if you will, that I preferred stock Android. And um, I guess it's the Apple in me or the iPhone lover in me. I don't know. But I, I always preferred it. Um, I just, again, I wanted the updates direct from Google. Right. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to have the latest software. Um, I didn't want a, a new version of Android to come out and me have to buy a new phone to use it. Um, I, I just, I really valued those types of things that the, that the Nexus program uh, really brought to the table. So uh, needless to say, 
not too much experience using Samsung Android phones. Uh, but however, I did have a brief uh, time that I had a Galaxy Note 5, believe it or not. About two years ago, they had a um, like a test program mm-hmm. uh, that you could sign up for online. They actually sent you out a Note 5 uh, in the mail, and you could use it for a month, put it through its paces. And oh, I do remember you, that. Yeah, they gave you like incentives yeah. to actually buy it. and Yeah. yeah. So um, I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I just, I used it. I just, I stuck with my, my Nexus. Um, but, um, but it was cool. It was cool for what it was. And I enjoyed uh, quite a few things. Um, you know, of, of the note. And it was kind of really coming into its own, obviously following the five, they leapfrogged actually, um, I guess, uh, naming wise, uh, skipped the six, went to the seven. Uh, for those of you that are familiar last year, the note seven mm-hmm. was notoriously the phone that quote unquote blew up and, um, had problems with the battery and the way that it was manufactured. So that was this big, um, hoopla that happened last year. So a lot of Folks, myself included, thought that you know Samsung would just kind of leave the Note line, yeah, alone, and, and yeah, and just kind of just saying ah, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna do that anymore. But sure enough, they went back to the drawing board and came back with uh, this year's Note Eight. And Samsung is really interesting in the in the sense that they have arguably, at least the way I see it, and many, I guess you can even say many people's opinions, two flagship phones. In the in their in their standard Galaxy, and they also have like the Galaxy Plus as well, but their standard Galaxy, and then also the Galaxy Note, and their strategy is to do the get the regular Galaxy and the Plus size at the beginning of the year. I think it's around February or March, and then of course the Note in the fall of that same year. So they kind of have like a two prong, yeah, like a staggered a, release, yeah, or kind of approach, yeah. you know, to to kind of counter counter the iPhone. Of course, obviously the Note goes pretty much head up with it and it's really you know and a lot like currently like you said jay with your friends and and i think in a lot of people's eyes a direct the direct competitor yeah really the 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 main alternative to the iphone so those of you that are wondering those of you uh that are currently using an iphone want something different um android loyalists that are saying okay i want the the you know the best android phone that i can get um a lot of you know, a lot of you out there may be considering the Note 8. So just some uh, brief specs on the Note 8. And, and if you look at it, the body style, it's very, very similar to the Galaxy um, S8 Plus that came out earlier in the year. Um, it is uh, comes in at 6.3 inches, and it has this really great screen-to-body ratio. It's actually an uh, 83.2% uh, screen-to-body ratio. So if you look at it, Kind of like the iPhone 10, um, it's just very, very super thin bezels. Uh, the screen almost extends. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, the the this I'll, I'll admit the Samsung my my coworker he had a <laughs> he had a Samsung Galaxy. I don't know. It was the first one that went edge to edge, to edge and like the screen mm-hmm. went almost to the top and bottom. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, damn, that's a that's one good looking piece of hardware. Like it looked really oh, good. Yeah. And oh, it's, it's I was beautiful. just, I, for a brief moment there, I got a little bit jealous, but um, <laughs> yeah, continue, yeah, continue on with the, with the specs. Well, well, front and center is the screen again, yeah. 6.3 inches. I mean, it comes in at a 1440 by 2960 resolution uh, that comes in at uh, 521 pixels per inch. 
uh, you know, best in class display, really. I mean, at that size, and, and most people consider Samsung displays to be the best. Um, uh, OLED displays, actually, I take that back. Technically, it's a super AMOLED um, display. So really, you know, super deep blacks. So a lot of the things we talked about with the iPhone 10, right? But Samsung really pioneered a lot of these features. So really, the the advances that they've been able to make, um, HDR uh, capable, um, just you, you get a tremendous, tremendous screen. So it, and, it really is. And Go I th- and I think Apple is sourcing the screen for the iPhone 10 from Samsung. So from Samsung. So they've got yes. like a weird relationship there. They're competitors, but Apple actually needs Samsung for the screens. It's it's, it's weird, crazy. but yeah, props to Samsung right. because they're making the best screens right now for for mobile phones. Definitely, definitely, yeah. No, it's 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 an interesting dynamic yep. that exists. Yep. Um, Gorilla Glass Five. Uh, you know, you got the glass both on the back and, of course, on the front with the screen itself. Uh, it is running Android seven point one point one NuGet, so it is behind. And this is I'll kind of reference this in a minute. Sure, yeah, um, that's yeah. technically not the latest version of Android, um, but that's what happens when you're an OEM, and that you know there's a certification process that takes place. It could take forever. Samsung is is at the top of the list, so that they get updates fairly quickly. But this is just kind of one of those knocks against uh, non-Nexus and, I guess, now non-Pixel phones. But anyhow, um, it does have a pretty beastly processor. It is running here in the U.S. a Qualcomm Snapdragon 835, which is really currently the the top of the line uh, for that particular type of processor. Octa-core um, is how it clocks in. It is um, It does have a capacity of i guess internally 64 i think it, it comes in with 64 gigs of storage and then you can expand it up yep. to 256 correct right with with an sd card right yep six six gigs of ram that's which a ton is like, whoa yeah. you know it's like it's, it's twice computer. it's twice uh the eight and the eight plus i think they come in with three gigs but yeah six yeah. is a lot for for a phone my computer doesn't have that much RAM. it's crazy <laughs> no i'm just kidding anyway um awesome camera um it's really interesting as of late Samsung their 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 camera tech and quality uh, is really have have rivaled the iPhones yep, uh, in I many would, people's opinions. Agree. Definitely um it actually comes with uh, dual 12 me- megapixel cameras. Uh one of them's kind of a wide lens mm-hmm. uh capture, the other one is is the um what's what's the word I'm looking telephoto. for? Telephoto. Jay. Yeah, telephoto lens so it achieves kind of that same effect that the portrait mode um does with right. the 8 plus and the 7 yeah. plus uh one of the cool things that i believe the 7 plus does i don't know you can correct me if I'm wrong jay but if not the um the 10 definitely does it which is you can adjust the the background blur um on the pictures i'm not exactly sure that no that's... The, the you can do that on the samsung ones you can't do that on the on you can't iOS. do that at all on the no. iPhone. Oh, well, so yeah one go. of the cool things is that the samsung the, the the new samsung uh note 8 or whatever that series mm. is um on the iphone you can do this cool like fake blurry black uh blurry background um on the samsung's you can actually adjust the blurriness of the background uh, and yeah. that's something that you can't do on iOS. I, that's Ooh. the I, I'm I'm almost positive because that's one of the things that they focused on at, on the keynote when they announced the these Samsung phones. You can adjust the the, the blurriness of the the background, which I, the iPhone can cannot do. 
point for Samsung. <laughs> Unfortunately, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. But um but no, I mean definitely um great great camera great cameras. Right. Um they're on the Note 8. Yeah. Um software-wise, just to quickly talk about that, you know, something that Samsung has really done you know, in, in, in recent years with both the Note, especially the Note, but definitely the Galaxy line in general is just added a ton of features really to enhance the experience and really to enhance Android on the whole. But you really see it with the Note 8, and this is really um, what differentiates it from other Galaxy phones and Android phones. And I, I guess you can even say phones in general, because what you get with the Note and what you've always gotten is a stylus, which is called the S Pen. Yep. And you can kind of just pop it out. It um, it actually just you know you store it in the phone itself, mm-hmm. and you can use it for uh, for various things. You could take it, pop it right out, start writing a note automatically on the screen. The screen will automatically turn on, and it'll save the note. Um, you can use features on the screen itself. Um, once you click on the, uh, or actually, I think you, I don't know how it is now. I can only just reference the the Note Five. Okay. But either when you hover it on the screen, or if you click the little um, button on the top of it, uh-huh. a menu will pop up, a contextual menu, and you can do different. You know, you can take a note, you can do a screenshot, you can do what they're calling like a live. I think a, like a live picture. It's not the Apple term for it, but it's a it's kind of a similar term, which is basically you can draw words or do a picture and it will it'll be kind of it'll move kind of like a gif or a gif okay uh, however you want to pronounce it and no uh, it's and it's a gif it. hard g <laughs> <laughs> thank you um i agree 100 <laughs> percent um and um and send it um you know that's the biggest thing and that's what attracted me to the note i did definitely consider it um, right around when the Note Five came out, that was part of the reason why I, I kind of enrolled in that program. Mm-hmm. Um, is the, is the productivity? So if you're looking at a device that is going to help you out with productivity, a work phone, like if you're in my shoes, um, or if something like that really appeals to you, being able to take notes just very quickly on the fly, um, you know, utilize that stylus, that S Pen in, in those uh, unique ways. I think that's going to be the biggest draw. Uh, with the Note 8, um, it's it's interesting in terms of the battery. When you look at that, I mentioned that briefly when when initially talking about it. They actually decreased the size of it in comparison to last year's. Uh, last year's it came in at 3,500. Uh, I think it's milliamps. This year they actually reduced it to 3,300. As um, they should they have. Got, <laughs> right. And when they in, when they interview them, they said, "Oh, uh, it was because uh, oh. we couldn't fit it in the phone." And uh, you know, yeah, come on. <laughs> Don't I mean, don't try to run from it. Yeah, you guys try to on. cram too big of a battery into a phone. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So I, I guess the main knock that I've seen against the Note Eight and just kind of looking at online reviews on YouTube and, and reading up on it is is the battery life. Um, yeah. One of the, one yeah. of the knocks. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's not not as good as I guess it initially was with the uh, with the Note Seven last year, and I guess how it, as as it could be. And the other thing that I've seen against it is that a lot of the comparisons, a lot of comparisons have been made to the Galaxy S8 Plus, which is, I mean, you look at it, it does look significantly different. The Note 8, the corners are more squared off. Um, The S8 Plus, if you look at it, they're more rounded, but the screens are almost identical in size. I believe the S8 Plus comes in at Mm 6.2 inches. Okay. I mean, literally 0.1 you know, uh-huh. much difference uh-huh. right here. Okay. And 
it obviously doesn't have the S Pen, okay? But other than that, and, and the S Pen related features, uh, excuse me, but other than that, they are in a lot of ways the same phone. And the S8 Plus is, I believe, over $100 less expensive. Wow. Wow. So a lot of the so I guess what I'm saying is 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 you know in this day and age Samsung in in the Android world they're they're the king of the hill, um, they have the uh, the most money the most marketing uh, dollars uh, behind their products um, you see them everywhere they are the most prominent most people that have an Android device have a Samsung phone and I guess what I'm saying is it, it is a good option. Um, if you want something at that size, if you want something that will help you with productivity, um, their software, their their interface, which used to be called TouchWiz, I don't know what it's called now, um, but kind of the layer that exists above Android, it's kind of hard to explain unless you have one. But anyhow, it's a lot more refined now. It looks a lot better. It works better. It's a lot smoother. It's, it's not as laggy as it was. If you're really in the market for a Note device or an elite Android device with great productivity tools, the Note 8 is a very solid phone to get. If you're not so so into that, if you're not too, you know, um, focused on those features that I mentioned, you really would want to take a look at something like the S8 Plus or even the regular S8, which for its size and again that screen to body ratio is is still a solid phone. Um, but if you were to ask me what my personal opinion is and what I would buy, and actually, by the way, I am going to be in the market for a new work <laughs> device uh, this fall as it, as it happens. I'm due for an upgrade. What I would recommend you to do is wait until after October the 4th. Um, before you get into that, uh, the only really, the only, I guess, thing that I know about uh, the, the Note 8 or and, and anything mm -hmm. Samsung related, MKB, MKBHD is a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. He actually has a great... Um, review or overview of the i think the note 8 and he did yep. mention uh the only knock that he gave it was the battery life and um yeah. he he's a he has great reviews I'll, I'll we'll put a link to his review of the yeah note 8. we it's, gotta it's a, put yeah his is the best one i've seen yeah and when you far. said not, the battery life wasn't good that i remember it because his his videos are on point and 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 really informative um yeah I'll, we'll put a link to uh, to his review um before we uh, you talk about our next the the alternate mm -hmm. Android option, um, yes. which is the Pixel Two. So what's what's going on on, on October fourth? Yes, very excited. Obviously, a big fan of you know the Nexus line, which is now called the Pixel line, which is again you know Google's vision of the ideal Android phone, or at, at least I guess you could say phones, because now. What Google is doing, they again they rebranded the Nexus line to the Pixel line, and what they did last year was they released two sizes, kind of like the iPhone, um, just like a regular Pixel and a Pixel XL, and um, all signs point to them based on the rumors and you know leaks that have come out online that they're going to do the same this year, and they actually um, put out a teaser and um, formally announced an event for October the fourth, which everyone is saying is going to be for them to announce. Uh, their new Pixel phones, and very very intriguing. If you if you take a look at it, we'll have an, uh, a link in the show notes. Um, it asks in the little teaser um, a set of questions, and the questions are very um, provocative, if you will. Right now, I don't want to say provo provocative is not the right word. Um, uh, Thought provoking, enticing, I guess you could say. 
Jay? Yeah, it it's it looks interesting. Um, yeah, you you're 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 look. It makes you look forward to what the heck they're gonna do. Or I mean, obviously yes. they're gonna introduce a phone, but there's a bunch of questions on there that kind of like pique your interest. Like, okay, why are they putting these questions on on the invitation? Why what? You know, what does this phone have to do with these types of questions? And once you go over the 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 questions that they have on on the on the teaser. What's wrong with my phone's battery? Uh, why is my phone always out of storage? Why does my phone take so many blurry photos? Why doesn't my phone understand me? <laughs> why, <laughs> why can't my phone update itself? And why is my phone so slow, hot, fragile, annoying, broken, cruel, impersonal, dumb? <laughs> and this is something that, you know, I could see myself asking my phone. like, why, especially, why doesn't my phone understand me? I mean, famously, Siri is whatever. Yeah. It's terrible. In my, in my opinion, it's still terrible in, in yeah. understanding uh, my, yeah. my questions or my voice. But the questions yeah. that they have on here, to me... It implies that you can ask your phone or the Google Assistant or whatever they call it now these questions, and it'll actually give yeah. you a relevant answer. And you know, I'm I did, before before we recorded, I had no idea. I'm obviously more into the Apple stuff, but I didn't know they're mm-hmm. going to have this event on the fourth. But now, yeah. now I'm interested to see cool. what the heck they're going to introduce because if a phone can answer these types of questions, I mean, not just like you know. Um, oh yeah, the standard stuff that we ask Alexa or you know our home assistants, like you know stupid like trivia questions, like what's wrong with my phone's battery? Like I want to see how they answer these questions or, or what the phone will will do. Definitely, definitely, Jay. I mean, if you look at it, the ones that really jump out to me are the ones that can be remedied or at least addressed by Google's superior internet cloud presence if you will like for example why is my phone always out of storage whoa does that mean that google is going to provide unlimited uh well they already do unlimited photo storage in google photos for pixel uh, owners which is awesome but are they going to take that to the next level and do something like the next bit robin which i don't know if you've um heard of that phone jay was um they they didn't do so well it was a pretty pretty cool idea but essentially what their concept was with it um was they provided online storage for everything on the phone meaning apps app data yeah Yeah, and and everything was kind of stored on the cloud and it was you know done fairly seamlessly um it looked pretty solid it was very innovative in terms of uh what the concept was but what if that means that Google's going to actually implement something like that and store all of your phone's data for everything on the cloud and give you unlim- unlimited storage and, you know, uh, establish kind of like, uh, you know, a, a, an, an Android world where the capacity of your phone and the storage on your phone is irrelevant wow. and just store everything yeah. in the cloud. I mean, it just, I don't know, I'm just kind of thinking yeah, no, no, <laughs> very no. futuristically here. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, blurry photos, the previous pixels um, actually didn't have optical image stabilization, which the Note 8 does have, of course, the iPhone's. Uh, do have so that I think is something that's an easy one. They're going to go ahead and implement that um, updating itself. That's a feature that was announced recently at, at Google I/O with uh, with um, version updates for Android. So I think that that's referencing that. But just I guess you could say the total package um, 
in terms of looking at Android as a platform, if you do not want to use iPhone, uh, iOS anymore, or you want to continue to use Android, you need a new phone because that, you know, that Galaxy S5 is getting a little long in the tooth. Um, look at the Note 8. It's an awesome phone. Absolutely, um, you know, would recommend it for, for those of you looking for like a flagship caliber Android phone. But in my opinion, what I would really recommend is don't make any purchases, don't make any decisions until October the 4th, because for me, it's already a foregone conclusion. I'm going to be getting a, a, one of the pixels. I don't know which one. We'll have to find out on a future show. So, uh, I would concur. If I were to recommend an Android phone, wait until October 4th and then make your decision then. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, I think we're going to have to make a decision right now, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. Oh, you're I done. I think I beat you. You're done. I beat you this time, finally. Yeah. I don't know how I did it, but <laughs> I think I just started getting into a groove with all this Android talk, and a lot of you listening are probably scratching your heads going, oh my God, I didn't know this guy liked Android. Who is this guy? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but anyhow, um, speaking of liking things, I do have to say that I do like this collaboration between the IPA Nation and Captain Fatties. Uh, this is a very solid IPA, very easy drinking Definitely West Coast with some hazy uh, New England East Coast uh, elements included there. Um, you know, uh, very dry. I would love to have this on a hot day. Um, you get those citrus notes coming in. You know, assertive uh, character. It's got a nice assertive finish, uh, but not overly so. Uh, I definitely do have to say that I would have liked some more of the fruity notes that it was referencing, um, especially, you know, like I mentioned when I, when we started the show, the strawberry aroma, um, I didn't really get any of that on, on the tasting notes, um, either on the front or the back end of the tongue. So I, I really would have liked to see more of that in there, uh, with the beer. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to future, uh, IPA nation collaborations and, and beers from Captain Fatties. Um, and I think that this is a, a you know, in terms of them, uh, collaborating the the two of them on future beers, I think this is definitely a, a good start for them. So I do want to give it a solid three seven five. Awesome. Um, the first pour before we poured the rest out, I'll be honest. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> the, the, yeah, <laughs> I, I got the smell. I got the 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 aroma, and I was like, oh, this smells good. I think I'll like it. And I took that first sip. I was like. Uh, I don't know. Um, if I was to judge it based on that that initial pour, I would have given it a three right. and a half. Yeah, pouring the yeah, rest. Yeah, I, I I agree. Yes, go for it. Pouring the rest out made it a lot better. Um, and I wish I did that beforehand. And it it it, it I that three and a half wasn't fair. Um, so pouring it out, you know, getting all everything out, uh, bumped it up to a four for me. Um. Solid beer. Um, again, 100% with you, Nick. I would have liked more sweetness, more more of a juice bomb. Um, yeah. The, it looks and smells the part of a hazy yeah. IPA. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to call it like a New England, New England style. It's definitely mm-hmm. West Coast. Um, yeah. But I would like more sweetness, more juiciness. Um, again... If I, you know, I go to SoCal pretty often. I might make a detour to Santa Barbara and check out Captain Fatty's. Uh, seems like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Again, would love to see more IPA Nation collabs. Um, new Bale Works. Seems like you know what you're doing with in terms of home brewing. Something I would like to get into one of these days. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, big again, big thanks to to uh Peter and I think that the next collaboration needs to be an IBU podcast. There you go. Collaboration. There you go. But yeah, <laughs> solid 4 for me. I would drink it again. Um pour it out the entire time this time the next time. <laughs> Got to roll that can. There you go. <laughs> All right, Jay. Well, uh in the meantime, where can folks send you keyboard slider dumb phone recommendations? Um again, I will block you you try to send me those <laughs> um again you can always find me at jay torres uh where i will tweet stuff about tech football beer um untapped at jay torres i'm getting better at posting my ratings you can find me at jay torres on untapped and then i will post pictures of beer as always on instagram at bay area beer life you can find me on untapped at nick pro you can find our show accounts on instagram and twitter at ibu podcast by the way, fun fact, our latest, or I guess you could say our previous show's Instagram announcement picture was taken by Jay on his brand new yeah. iPhone 8 Plus, yeah. and it looks amazing. So I just wanted to quickly shout out both Jay, his photography skills, and thirdly, the iPhone 8 Plus, because I don't know I'm going to hold out for this iPhone 10. <laughs> Somehow I'm going to do it. Wish me luck, everyone. In the meantime... Um, you can wish me luck and give me some pointers on how to best uh, cope with um, you know, waiting for that iPhone 10, how we can improve the show, beers you want us to try um, at your favorite podcast platform of choice. Um, hit us up on our show accounts. Uh, we love to hear from you. We're having an absolute blast doing this, and we can't wait to join you again for next week's show. And until then, cheers, Nick. Cheers. I'm going to call you back. Because you've been frozen for like the last like five minutes. I can hear you, but I can't. You're, you're, you've been stuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my picture and I'm just like, uh. <laughs> is it is it stuck for you too? Yeah, my picture's stuck. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're good. No, you're perfect. Yeah, yeah. But my, my, I can see myself and I haven't moved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a screenshot of it. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It looks so creepy. I keep looking at it and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> All right. I'm going to call you back real quick. All right. All right, bro. All right.